Hey, hey, what's going on? Your humble correspondent, John Ross, Marcus Cox, coming back at you here. Got another, um, like, cultural, culture-type show I'm about to give you here again real quick. As, you know, any of y'all know that uh, that subscribe to the show and or just listen to me pretty regularly, I've been doing some culturally-type stuff, discussed all, some of Oliver Anthony's music, and put it in context with some, you know, some old school rap uh, lyrics and, and and that kind of thing. And so I just think this is a this is a perfect time to really dig deeper into really what my bigger vision is and what I think my purpose in this space is. And a big part of that is I really believe that culturally something something is brewing. And that over the last 20, 30 years, it seems like men have just kind of vanished and dudes have just kind of been on the wayside and fathers have been non-existent and all this, you know, all that kind of stuff. It just feels to me like men are starting to reemerge and really realizing where we failed over the last 20, 30 years. And so today... I'm going to talk about a couple things and kind of just you know, give you a little more background on myself and how I think all this fits into stuff. And listen, some of this is going to be very, very raw because I'm just, I'm really trying to, you know, just trying to be transparent here and uh, give you some context around what some rich and famous people are saying and what like average Joe Schmoes out here in, in the real world are, are thinking, saying, that kind of thing. And so... As opposed to just, as opposed to trying to explain anything else to you here real quick, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna play a little excerpt from Oliver Oliver Anthony music. The guy's name's Chris something. Um, play a little excerpt from his interview on Joe Rogan here that just dropped a couple of days ago. It's awesome. Everybody should listen to it. And so I'm gonna pop over to this. I'm gonna mute the mic and let you listen to what he had to say. You just keep doing that. You just yeah, keep so doing that and do concerts. That's what got me uploading the songs originally. I was like, I'll just go ahead and get something out there. And then, I mean, man, I was taking aspirin every day thinking like I was going to have a heart attack. It was just, I was having like all this so, crap. So what was the, when you were recording these things and releasing them, what was the hope? The hope was that people that would enjoy them? The hope yeah, was people I was just trying to leave, I was just trying to leave them out for the world in case like. In case you died? Yeah, in case I. I guess in case either I died from Bro, a heart attack or do you know like how huge these songs would be if you died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's like the, the the most horrible rumor about Jimi Hendrix is that his manager was like a gangster had him killed. His, oh, his no, manager yeah. had him killed because his, because made he owned, him more of a legacy. He was going to leave and he owned the music while Jimmy was alive. And if Jimmy died, he would get the music and yeah, and they killed him. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe I thought like I figured like that was the only thing I had that was worth anything, and so like if I was going to be a shitty enough person to like leave you know leave a kid behind and like whatever my family and whatever else, it's like at least there'd be something there for them to be able to capitalize on and make. Were you, where you, was your bad feelings come from? Did they come from a lack of hope for your future? Did you have like a sense of what would? what would make you happy what you were missing no in your life? no like it's or was it just the mind is the mind is well and for like i guess i'm a creative person i guess you'd say and so like for creative people in general life is very imaginative anyway 
So, like, again, it's like you and I could go to the same restaurant, sit down, order the same meal, have the same waitress, identical everything, right, in a parallel time. And you and I would walk out of that restaurant noticing different things, experiencing it completely different. Like, the mind ex- perceives things sure. individually, right? And so, like, when you get into a bad headspace like that, your perception of what would otherwise be good things can become very bad, and I don't know. I don't know the best way to explain it because um, I'm not w- well versed on psychology or anything like that. But that's the best way I can explain it. Is like you don't understand sometimes what people are going through, even from the outside in. You know, you look at people who are not living life right, and you're like, I just wish he'd just get his shit together. I don't understand why he's doing that. And it's like, cause maybe in his head, what he's looking at is totally different than what you're looking at. And it's the mind's very complicated, you know? And, um, we, my understanding is even now with all the studies we've done and the technology we have, like we understand the mind very little, but there's so much that goes into it. And like so much of our thoughts come from our gut biome and all like, there's just, there's millions of living things within us that I think influence the way we think and what we do. And it's, you know, it's a very complicated thing. So, yeah, it's easy for people to get to get off track. And, um, you know, it's hard to get back on the track when you get off. Like, it really took – that's why I say, like, I was really just um, – even though I, I – it was – on paper, things were great, right? Like, I was married. Things were gr- – like, I had a, I have a great marriage. I had a good job. Like, I worked my ass off, but I, I made good money. And What were you doing for work? Um so the last six years I've been in industrial sales. So I worked outside sales for, um, cause I was in the, I was in the industry like work. All right. So let's, uh, I think it's enough to hit, listen to on that. Um, I don't know if y'all can hear it in his voice, but I can just, I can, I can tell that my man there is just like, there's some real deep seated emotions and, turmoil that's going that's like in his heart and his mind when he's telling joe those things and i think it's important that i you know i think what he's expressing there is something that's it's permeating through society right now um you got a lot of men a lot of middle-aged men people at my age are 36 37 you know, 40 years old, maybe even like, you know, early to mid 30s that have lived their whole lives without without their biological father being a positive influence. I mean, I'd say I'd say that's probably the exception as to as to it being the rule. Like it had like it, until like the 90s, it wasn't normal for people to not have their biological father around. And so I just think we've got a lot of the, like troubled men out there, myself included, that just have these like daddy issues they're dealing with and they don't even really know how to how to express them they don't even know how when they're saying the things they're saying like what they're even trying to say to people i can tell that he doesn't even really know what he's trying to say to joe there he just has he just wants to get it off his chest and i really think this is when i talk about cultural bridges being built i think we get lost in the shuffle on thinking that absent fathers are are specific to one racial demographic or you know one type of upbringing or whatever but the truth is pretty much it, it seems like pretty much everybody in America that is lower middle class and below the the de- the deck is deck is definitely stacked against those 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 young boys 
Um, but even though, it, but even as they grow up and they have success, they don't even know how to really express it. So I'm, I'm telling you that because, you know, I wish I was famous. I don't wish I was famous, but, you know, it's different coming from a dude like me that's not as famous as Oliver Anthony. Um, but I just, it's just crazy how, how much I can relate with what he's saying there. And I think it's awesome because I hear the same things being said from people that supposedly he wouldn't get along with, I wouldn't get along with. And so I'm going to play you a song now from a, a rapper whose name is Roddy Rich. All right, dude, dude grew up in Compton, was at Compton, California, was in a gang. I mean, it's like real hard dude. I mean, you know, but there's other countless people where it seems like it seems like this this whole ethos and mindset is what is everybody's thirsting for it. I mean, you got people, you got Roddy Rich, you got you know a guy like Kevin Gates, boozy badass from from down in New Orleans. You know, even like you know Lil Wayne, and he, you know he's got he's got a little darker tempo. You got you know said in the nineties you had Tupac and Snoop Dogg and Eminem and Dr. Dre and all like Fifty Cent, all these people that were you know, on the come up, now you got country singers that are seeing this turn it into like this country rap scene. You got Jelly Roll and Haystack and uh, Up Church, and it's it's just crazy. You start doing some digging on these on these on these dudes, and they all have the same like very similar stories, and they all have very similar mindsets. And like, even though they have some harsh lyrics, and they say some like they're just like me, they got some real hard vocabulary. You know what I'm saying? When push comes to shove, they're all out there just trying to make it and trying to leave a mark, and they're trying to leave a mark while also having this underlying feeling in their gut that like, damn, I'm probably not gonna be here real long, you know. And like, I certainly deal with that. We'll talk about that in a minute. I want us to listen to this. First of all, let's listen to this song. It's called "Lettered to My Son." It's by Roddy Rich. One second. I ain't got no choice, gotta be there for my son I can't put too much pressure on you, know it's lessons for you I want you to know that you the one Learning the importance of spending time at the park I ain't have a daddy, I ain't know where to start Yours the main life I wanna part in To make you proud, I'm still trying my hardest Oh, oh, I finally got a little nigga to pour in I made the promise to start you up more advanced You already watching when you older you gon' start listening To all these values and these morals I'm instilling in you Got more realer with myself so I'm realer with you Got your mama house on the hill before you turn to No I'm not perfect, took some losses and I made mistakes I took some time for separation, I just needed space Gucci, you down in everybody part Head to toe I just had to let you know, Jesus pieces, so you could be just like your pops. Once I start loving you, I promise I ain't never stop. Wanted to be here for your whole life, but I got a heaven clock. I gave you money to keep you rich, it's not to stress you out. Invest your chicken in some buildings and some Swiss accounts. I already came from out the streets, boy, you ain't missing out on nothing. I ain't got no choice, gotta be there for my son. 
I can't put too much pressure on you No, it's lessons for you I want you to know that you the one Learning the importance of spending time at the park I ain't have a daddy, I ain't know where to start Yours the main life I wanna part in To make you proud, I'm still trying my hardest Oh, oh I hope y'all like that. I mean, listen, that was a, that was some deep stuff. But again, like, go listen to that Joe Rogan interview with Oliver Anthony. Go listen to Oliver Anthony's songs. Go listen to I know I know some of y'all like like Jelly Roll. Go listen to Need a Favor. Go listen to uh, his song. It's called Creatures. You know, it's called it's called Life. Listen to Letter to My Son, Roddy Rich. And the general theme is going to be this. The general theme is, damn, I'm, a, I'm just a, such a flawed individual. And even though I want, even though I want things to be good, I, I want to leave behind a positive legacy for my people, for my, specifically my people, my children. My headspace is just so... I'm such a messed up individual that like I don't even I don't know what to do, how to leave a positive mark, so I'm just gonna be me. So Roddy says, I ain't got no choice, gotta be there for my son. Roddy's probably like me. He felt the reason he feels like he ain't, no, he ain't got no choice, he's got to be there for his son, is because his father wasn't there for him. I can't put too much pressure on you. No, it's lessons for you. I want you to know that you're the one. Learning the importance of spending time at the park. I ain't have a daddy. I ain't know where to start. Yours the main life I want to be a part in. To make you proud, I'm still trying my hardest. And that's, I think that's what Oliver Anthony's getting at on there. Is it like, he started uploading these songs because, like, he realized there's a high likelihood I'm not even going to be here. I got to leave something behind for my kids, and I want my kids to know I love them. I want my kid to know that I tried my hardest, that, that my relationship with them is the most important relationship I possibly have. He says, I finally got a little, I can't say that word, to pour in. I made the promise to start you up more advanced. You're already watching. When you're older, you're going to start listening all these values and these morals I'm instilling in you and man that's like that's so that's so true as well I mean again it's like everything Oliver's doing everything Roddy's doing everything I try to do in my life with my children it's because I know my kids are watching and like I don't know how much time I got for them to learn the values and morals that I want to instill in them say so got more realer with myself so I'm realer with you I'm so real with my kids that like sometimes I probably go too far. My wife's always telling me like our kids don't have that same life that you lived. You got, you don't, you don't have to prepare them for that, but it's like, it's impossible to not, to not think that way. 
got your mama house on the hill before you turn to. No, I'm not perfect. Took some losses and I made some mistakes. I took some time for separation. I just needed space. All of us dudes from this circle know what I'm talking about. Know what he's talking about there. I'm always making a joke about with my wife and like people around. I'm like, hey, she knows she has one more kid. I'm probably gonna go Eastern Kentucky on her and she's gonna be she ain't gonna get no child support. I'm gonna be living with my, my mom's house. I make that joke, but I also think I'm planting a seed for myself. That like it's not totally impossible that that happens. Because that it's I'm I know how to do that more than I know how to succeed. Says Gucci you down, Gucci you down, and everybody part head to toe. I just had to let you know. We're very materialistic people, you know. That's how my dad, my mom. I'm sure it's how obviously that's how Roddy talking about his his children here. But we, you know, we buy each other the nicest cars, jewelry, all that stuff, the bling, everything, because that's what we. That's how we think we leave a mark, and that ends up leading us to a depressed state. Because at the end of the day, if we die, like we know that necklace, that whatever. That Xbox we bought the kid ain't going to be anything to help him rem remember us. Jesus, pieces so you could be just like your pops. Once I started loving you, I promise I ain't never stopped. Wanted to be here for you your whole life, but I got a heaven clock. He's letting, he's letting his kids know. I wanted to be there forever. I really did. But if I die, just know that. Because I I didn't really control my own destiny because I didn't know I didn't know how to do it. So we always said we you know, God you know, God just called him home. We're all people like poor people people from Appalachia people from the hood. These people that just pour their souls out and their soul out and their music all that. They all like, we all kind of have a death wish almost you know like we just don't know how to handle success we don't know how to don't know how to handle positivity. And we're all just kind of expecting death, you know. I got about 100 more days of life until I will have outlived my father. I gave you money to keep you rich. It's not to stress you out. Invest your chicken in some buildings and some Swiss accounts. So he's trying to, again, he's trying to bestow some wisdom on him. You know what I mean? Don't waste all this money. Do something with it so that you have some wealth, some generational wealth, so that when you turn 40, you're not in the same position I, I'm at, making the same mistakes I've made. Biggest line is, he says, I already came from out the street. Boy, you ain't missing out on nothing. I'm going to highlight that for myself just because, like, a lot of us take pride in that coming from the street, from that street stuff. A lot of us like to think that, well, kid, you know, kids are adaptable. Kid, you know, kids, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll make it through it. Yes, that is true. But that doesn't mean that we should be, tr we should, we should all be striving to keep our kids from having to do it from having to go through the bullshit. And so many of us, myself included, I think it's like it's hard to keep your mind right, focused on the bigger picture. Because even as you grow up, it's like your kids don't live that life. You kind of resent them for it a little bit. I don't know, it's just a weird thing to, you know, I, he obviously wants his kids to know that. If you listen to all of Ranty's music, I think he wants his kids to know this. The same thing I want my kids to know is like, I've already, I already went through all that. I've already, I lived, I, I experienced the street. You don't need to experience that. 
Don't think you can't be tough just because you ain't from the street. Since I ain't got no choice, got to be there for my son. I can't put too much pressure on you. No, it's lessons for you. I want you to know that you're the one. Yours the main life I want to be a part in to make you proud. I'm still trying my hardest. And so he's, he's saying, in this whole song, he's saying, listen, if I die, just know I loved you. I loved you, little ass. I wanted to be old, old gray-haired grandpa with you. But, like, there's a high likelihood that my old redneck ass ain't going to be here. You know, he's thinking, hey, my hood, ass, my hood ass might not be up in here, you know what I mean? Because I just don't know how to live life right. So he's saying, he, I want to be that, but if I'm not, if I'm not there, just know your, your life was the most important one to me. I wanted to make you proud. I tried my hardest, and it is what it is. So I'll tell you all that for this. I'm about to do a series, or a couple shows, call it a series, where we're going to talk about where, where are all the men at? Where are the dudes standing up, keeping this bullshit from getting into their kids' schools, their school, their school's curriculum, keeping their, you know, where are the where are the dads keeping their kids off, you know, off the street life, out of the gangs, out of the drug activity, out of the bottle, out of the pills. Where are the dads protecting their kids from having to wear those stupid ass mask all the time, every day at school, all that? Where are the men to take care of the the women? out there that, that shouldn't be having to carry the load of making the money, taking care of the kids, feeding the kids, getting the cars fixed, pumping the gas, getting the groceries. Like, where's all the men at? And there's a, there's a couple, two places, there's a couple places where, there, where, where most of us are. And we'll get into that in the series. But the main reason, the point of this video is just this, to let, to let people know, I think men are rising up out of the ashes. And it's going to be ugly because some of us is, is, is real raw, you know what I mean? We don't say the right thing, we don't talk the right way, we don't look the right way. But we are coming. We are back on the scene. And everybody, I, just, I just hope everybody can have an open mind to the people that are different than, different from them, and realize that some of, like, even though we can say much different things and be saying it much different ways, we are saying the same thing, and we are on the same team. We all we all do have the same. Several of us have many of the same values and goals and a mission, purpose in life. So that's what this video is about. Let's acknowledge the fact that we haven't been there that we've screwed up a ton. Let's also acknowledge that we're, we are learning from that and that at least for our generation, listen, fellas, shit is not going to get easier for us. My daddy's shoes are real. All right, like, I can't escape them. The feeling of just, like, neglect and depression and uh, feeling of having no value because if you're, if your own daddy don't value, then who like who the hell could possibly value you as an individual? All right, but listen, I hear you. I know y'all hear each other. I know Oliver Anthony, Roddy Rich, Kevin Gates. I know, like, listen, there are people all through the community 
black men, white men, Hispanic men. We all want to be there. All right, we all just got to talk to each other, communicate with each other, and realize that we got a lot of work to do. And we got to have each other's back as we all navigate the landscape on how to accomplish what we all want to accomplish. So that's all I got for y'all today. Hope y'all enjoy the song. Hope y'all go watch the Joe Rogan podcast of Oliver Anthony and really hear what what, what all the you know, homeboys got to, you know, got to say there. He's got a great, great story and all that. But thanks a lot for listening, and talk to y'all again soon.